1: Well, hello everyone, I am Matt Williamson, and you probably know that by now, and let's just dig more into this game that I am super psyched about. We're going to do an entire podcast of when the Steelers have the ball. All kinds of stats, thoughts on top of that. As usual, you guys seem to love these last year, so we're going to keep them coming. Tomorrow we'll talk about when the Niners have the ball. So here we go. The Steelers' 4.9 yards per play was only better than the Cardinals, Colts, Rams, and Texans. The Niners coincidentally gave up only 4.9 49 4.9. Yeah. Only the Eagles and Jets were better. Not real exciting there. Uh the Steel I've been telling you this a million times, the Steelers offense was both the youngest and healthiest in 2022. Some of this stuff is repetitive that we've talked about over the years, but it's just a lot of stuff how they match up with the Niners. So they used 11 personnel at the 11th highest most, and 12th at the 12th highest rate, respectively. That's kind of crazy, all these 11s and 11s, 12s and 12s, 49s and 4.9s. But anyways, hopefully that's not too confusing. Combined, though, Pittsburgh's offense was in either 11 or 12 for 89% of their snaps. But after trading Claypool last year, they dropped their 11 personnel usage from 86 to 66%. And when in 11 personnel before the Claypool trade, they were at 5.9 yards per play, but when they were in 11 personnel, again, three receivers, after the trade, they went up to 7.3 yards per play. Maybe hit rewind there. I know there was a lot of stuff I threw at you, but that's pretty interesting. They got a lot better when three receiver sets post-trade. After their buy in week nine, they were seventh in scoring rate per drive and third in yards per drive. Only the Chiefs and Lions were averaging more yards per drive after week nine than Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's offense was first in plays per drive, but 19th in yards per drive and 23rd in points per drive. Ran a lot of plays, but didn't score a lot of points through the course of the year. That's not just after week nine. During the first halves of games last year, the Steelers threw the ball 51% of the time. That was the fifth lowest pass rate in the first half. So, let's stop there for a minute. You look at teams like the Niners and Eagles, and you think about, man, they're great running teams, and they are. But they throw in the first half and put your, you know, they step on your throat in the second half with the the run game. I would like the Steelers get to be a lot heavier than 51% of pass rate in the first half, because Kenny can do it now. Steelers scored just 2.5 points per game in the third quarter of games, tied for Denver for the lowest in the NFL last year. The Jets and Bengals were the only defenses to give up fewer points in the fourth quarter of games in San Francisco. Doesn't speak great for the old halftime adjustments for the offense there, does it? Uh, Steelers were first team since the 2019 Colts to start the same five offensive linemen for every game of the season. Think about that for a minute. The Steelers' offense only had seven touchdowns last year of 10 or more yards. That was the lowest total in the NFL. When combining runs over 20 yards and passes over 40, Pittsburgh created such plays on under 1% of their snaps, second lowest behind Tampa. Last year when the Steelers had a single play of 15 or more yards on a single drive, they scored points of any kind, field goal or touchdown, 62% of the time. When they did not have a play of 15 or more yards, that scoring rate dropped all the way down to 18%. Deontay Johnson received 18 red zone targets last year. Pratt Firemuth was targeted 13 times in the red zone. No other Steelers pass catcher had more than seven such red zone targets. There were only 63 red zone pass attempts by Pittsburgh in 2022, however. So people get on Deontay, he never caught a touchdown. Yeah, he led the league or the team in red zone targets, but still it's only 18. They didn't have a lot of red zone pass attempts last year, but you can still score from outside the red zone too, by the way. (laughs) The Steelers had the number one receiver duo, I don't think I've ever told you guys this, in Johnson and Pickens at drawing defensive pass interference calls in 2022. So think about all that yardage that doesn't count on the stat sheet that Johnson and Pickens got in, you know, DPIs. So... That's important. It matters. San Francisco, they allowed the fewest yards per game of any defense. They were also first in points allowed. They gave up just 16.3 points per game. The Bills were a distant second at 17.9. On a per drive basis, San Francisco allowed just 1.42 points per drive. That was also best in the league. The Niners forced a three-and-out in situations on 40% of their drives, also the highest percentage in the league. Um, Quick break here. We'll come back and you know keep banging through these, but there's a lot. All right, we talked about this too. Kenny Pickett's average time to throw of 2.98. Only five qualifying quarterbacks held the ball longer on average. I would expect that to drastically change. He is good when plays break down. There's no doubt he deals with chaos well, but he also invited too much of it as a rookie and he's a lot more efficient when the ball comes out on time. So, you know, something to keep an eye on. Um, The Steelers... Averaged 6.4 yards per pass attempt in 2022. Only the Cardinals, Texans, Bucks, and Colts were worse. George Pickens gained at least 20 yards on 33% of his receptions during his rookie season. That was the highest rate in the entire league. Of all the wide receivers with at least 50 routes run, Pickett was 76th in targets per route run, but 55th in yards per route run think he needs more targets. Pat Fryermuth was targeted on 22% of his routes run. That was the fourth highest percentage of the 28 tight ends that ran at least 300 routes last year. Only five tight ends with 50 or more targets produced a higher yards per route run than Friermuth. When both Friermuth and Deontay were on the field at the same time with Pickett, Friermuth had 25% of the team targets, same amount as Johnson. So if Johnson, Pickett, and Friarmouth were on the field together, Friarmouth and Johnson each had t- an equal target share of 25%. Interesting. I mean, they they love Friarmuth. No skill posi- position player in the league has had more touches since 2021 than Najee Harris. Nick Bosa, Defense Player of the Year, presently holding out. 18 and a half sacks last year. Only Hassan Reddick had more. But as a defense as a whole, nine teams had more sacks than San Francisco's 45. Only one defense rushed three defenders or less than San Francisco, bringing pressure on, on just 2.7% of their opposing dropbacks. So no defensive, no defense in the league had six defensive backs on the field last year, less than the Niners. So you're not going to see nickel, you're not going to see three man rushes. I mean, at least they didn't last year. As good as they were against the pass, they still allowed 8.5 yards per target. That was 26th. A 66% catch rate. That was 26th. And a 4.6 touchdown rate, which was 21st to opposing wide receivers. Not just pass catchers, wide receivers. Their corners can be had, folks. San Francisco allowed a 53% catch rate on targets to wide receivers 10 or more yards downfield. That's 20th to go along with 10 touchdowns on those targets, also 27th on throws to wideouts 20 or more yards downfield. They had the 24th worst catch rate and allowed five touchdowns. So none of the corners get beat up by receivers, but they really get beat up by them downfield. So shots in this case are – Certainly going to be called for. No offense ran into an eight man or more box more than the Steelers in 2022. However, when doing so, only one offense was more successful. Pretty impressive. Pittsburgh gained positive yards on 84% of their rushing attempts. That was fourth best in the league. Again, not explosives, but they got positive yards. Over the past two seasons, there've been 74 running backs with 100 or more carries. Harris has a run of 10 or more yards on 8% of his carries. That's 60th out of those 74. No running back with a lower rate of explosive runs than Harris over that span has as many carries as him. After running 129 routes on third down as a rookie, Harris only ran 48 routes on third down in 2022 compared to 89 for Warren. Warren is the third down back. San Francisco allowed a league low 73.4 total yards per game to opposing running backs in 2022. Only two running backs cleared 80 total yards against them. Total yards, not just rushing. One of them now plays for them. That's McCaffrey. And the other was Josh Jacobs, who was a superstar last year. Think about that. Only two running backs over the whole course of the year came up with 80 or more total yards running and receiving. And they were McCaffrey and Jacobs, two best backs in the league, basically, last year. A couple more here. San Fran's defense allowed just 3.4 yards per rush attempt that tied for the Titans as best in the league. And only the Titans gave up fewer rushing yards per game. 5.9% of the rushing attempts against the Niners gained 10 and a half, 10 or more yards best in the NFL. San Francisco allowed also allowed the lowest percentage of runs gaining at least 20 yards and didn't give up a run over 30 yards all year. So, No explosives from this team. I mean, and the Steelers we know are struggling to produce explosive runs on their own. Pittsburgh's offense converted third downs at the NFL's seventh highest rate. They converted fourth downs at the third best rate. That kept getting better all year. Uh, Without, how about this, without Bosa in the lineup. And as we record this, I can't believe even if he signs the second you listen to this, that Bosa plays a full percentage of snaps. I would think he's just a third down specialist. But anyway, without Bosa in the lineup, the Niners are 5-10. and 10. That's their record. With Bosa in the game a year ago, San Francisco generated a 34, 38.5 pressure rate on passing plays compared to just a 21% rate on the 181 dropbacks with him off the field. That rate would have been dead last in the NFL. Their pressure rate with so let me say that again. Their pressure rate last year when Bosa was not on the field would have been worst in the league. There's a good chance he doesn't play. So there's that. All right, guys. It's gonna be a fun game. We'll talk about the other side of the ball tomorrow.